Hello, dear friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. It is time for our weekly Bible study right here on our website. Let's talk about Jesus is the is the name of our Bible study, and it is the centerpiece of all of our teaching and preaching. I am so glad that we can declare uh, to a hopeless world that is helpless to deal with all of the events, particularly those that are occurring in the end times or last days that we are living in right now. Uh, in fact, this message today to Christians is a message that should cause anyone who is hearing this message today, this teaching today from the Word of God, uh, to give heed to the warnings of the scripture and understand that what has been prophesied was not just predicted. It was declared and God watches over his word to perform it. So what has been prophesied uh, came to pass. All that was prophesied has come to pass to the letter, except those things that are about to happen. And the fact that all the other things that have happened in prophecy, uh, <laughs> hallelujah, gives us an understanding clearly that what's about to happen is going to happen as well. As impossible as it may seem, as, as, as far-fetched as it may be, it may be out of our consciousness that inconceivable to the world that a trumpet is going to sound that Jesus is going to descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the arch archangel and that the dead in Christ are going to rise from the ground reconstituted bodies no matter in what state of decay even from the dust of the earth or the waters of the sea praise God that's inconceivable to any mind but the mind that has been renewed by the word of God and by the spirit of God in the heart of every child of God. This is not inconceivable. It is very believable today. I'm going to tell you it takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to believe in God and in the eternal inerrant word of God today. But we need to be awake and we need to be aware. And, and I'm going to put a practical title on this teaching. We as Christians, the real Christian community, not those that profess uh, an empty profession, but those who have been born again, those who are born of God, those who are truly saved. We, as those kind of Christians, we need to circle the wagons, for we are under attack. We need to circle the wagons. We are under attack. In the old old west, they, they when they came under attack from an enemy, they circled the wagons. They fought together. They had each other's back. That's extremely important in these days. The hand never says to the foot in the body of Christ, I have no need of thee. I'm going to go on record today and tell you flat out, I need you. I need you to pray for me. I need your encouragement. I need you to have my back, to have my six, if you please. Dear friend of mine, 
It's important that we get together and that we stay together and we fight together the good fight of faith. (laughs) Let me read you a simple scripture. This is not just for church growth, for numbers, or for offerings. This is for our survival in the last days. Listen, Hebrews 10 and verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. We know the coming of the Lord is near. We know the tribulation period is coming shortly thereafter, if not beginning at that very moment. And we know all of that that has, is going to happen is going to happen very, very quickly. The tribulation itself is in a compressed seven-year period. All that is in it will come in that time frame. The coming of the Lord could be at any moment. But just prior to His coming, the coming of the judgment of God upon the whole earth, the Scriptures are very, very clear. Jesus is coming for His people, for His bride, for His church. How close are we? We are closer than we've ever been. And how close are we to the day of the Lord? We are closer than we have ever been. That's why we need to come together and exhort one another. The purpose is not the building fund. The purpose is not the, uh, you know, meeting the budget, uh, counting the heads to say how many were in Sunday school. Amen. We can put it up on the board. That should, that's fine. But that's not the purpose. The purpose is our corporate collective survival in these end times because the, 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 the Antichrist During the tribulation, he will not be revealed, the scripture said. That son of perdition will not be revealed, except there come a falling away first. Listen, in the falling away, many are going to give heed to false prophets, doctrines of devils, be deceived, and think they are saved and they are not. And those are going to turn from the faith and be carried away, be carried away like a flood, carrying away trees and houses. Listen, the enemy comes in like a flood, according to the scriptures, with great force, relentless. Listen, today is a dangerous day. Perilous times means dangerous days. And the Bible said in the last days, perilous times will come. Dear friend, they are here today. So we need to understand the times that we are in. That's why this is written, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner some is. But listen, the purpose of it, so vital in these times but exhorting one another. That means strongly encouraging one another. And so much more 
as you see the day approaching. Now, this is not just general encouragement because, you know, I'm down, I lost my job, I lost my home, I lost my wife, I lost my dog, my pickup is broke down. We can go through all kinds of discouraging scenarios. This in particular is relating to the day of the Lord that is approaching and the conditions of those days. Many are being deceived. Because many false prophets will go out into the earth, the love of many will wax cold. And when that occurs, the falling away begins. We're seeing that today. People not rooted and grounded in Christ, and therefore not rooted and grounded in the faith itself. The Bible says clearly we are partakers of Christ, not just because we walked the aisle 20 years ago or two days ago or 30 years ago, walked the aisles uh, or repeated some words down front. We, we have to be called to salvation. No man can come to me except my Father call them. Amen. And no man can come to the Father except through Jesus Christ. We ministers and pastors and preachers and teachers have a part in that, but we can't do his part. And I'm convinced today and many others along with me that there are many people in church that think they're going to heaven when in fact they're going to hell. Now that is a, a statement that we, we don't want to hear. We don't want to believe that someone we may be sitting beside in church or holding a position in church or even the preacher himself is not really going to heaven. The Bible is clear. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, 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 as if they had received him as their Lord and Savior and were following him as the Lord or master of their life. And it, this is no time to hear these words from Christ, but I will say unto them, depart from me, you that workers of iniquity, I never knew you. Lord, we've done the works in your name. They have to be Christians calling Jesus Lord. They have to name the name of Christ. Whether they're true Christians, that's a debatable thing. But one thing is for sure. They thought they were going to heaven. And in fact, they're being consigned to hell. He said, I don't know you. I don't recognize you. You see, you can get your name on the roll of a church and still not have your name written in the Lamb's book of life. Now I'm doing more preaching than teaching. I'm going to get right back into the teaching. This is a Bible study. Actually, I'm setting up a Bible study on a verse of scripture today, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another, strongly encouraging one another, and in particular in light of the soon coming of Christ, in light of the soon breaking forth of the wrath of God, the great tribulation, the day of the Lord, we should be strongly encouraging one another to stay true to God, to not go with the flow, to not get caught up in the falling away. And you just can't do it as the lone ranger. <laughs> we are, we are designed to stand in the body of Christ as one, to stand 
together to fight as one. I need you to intercede and have my back. You need me to intercede and have your back. Someone has said the strength of the wolf is the pack and the strength of the pack is the wolf. It is imperative, therefore, that Christians encourage and challenge one another to stand firm and not compromise, especially in the last of the last days that we are living in. I'm going to read this scripture again. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another. So much the more, even more, as you see the day approaching. Jesus gave us a warning in the New Testament. He said, he cautioned us. He said, beware, lest your heart be overcharged with surfeiting drunkenness and the cares of this life, that that day that we're talking about here will come upon you as a thief, for as a snare, A trap, it shall come upon all the inhabitants of the earth. The Bible goes on to say that we are not children of darkness, that that day come upon us as a thief, that that day would catch us sleeping and not watching and praying. Oh, dear friend of mine, we need each other. We need encouragement, but we also need exhortation. And that is in particular in particularly important in the last of the last days. In the Middle East, this is true, and this is what the shepherds in the Middle East have to deal with. A hungry lion sees, uh, uh, seeks to steal a sheep from the fold that is safe in an enclosure watched over by the shepherd. In fact, in that enclosure, when Jesus said, I'm the door of the sheep, they go out and in... The shepherd would sleep out in the pasture with the sheep because he knew there are predators wanting to steal them and destroy them, devour them. And he would lay down and become absolutely the door way was he's blocking the door. It's where he laid down for anything to come in. They would have to go over him. And for anything to go out, any sheep to wander away, they would have to go over him. He would keep the sheep in, and he would keep the predators out. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. You need to be in under an influence spiritually of someone in the pulpit that will warn you about not assembling, that will warn you about trying to be a lone wolf Christian. There may be a lone wolf surviving, but he is in danger of starving to death because wolves hunt as a pack. And the strength of the wolf is the pack. The strength of the pack is that wolf. You get them together in one mind and one accord to hunt together and then share the spoils together. They're going to survive in the, in the terrible conditions of harsh, hard winters. They will survive. In fact, they will thrive. Listen to what the lion does. In the Middle East, when a hungry lion sees a, 
seeks to steal a sheep from the fold, safe in the enclosure, watched over by the shepherd. He urinates where the wind will carry his scent, hoping that one of the sheep will panic and will jump out of the enclosure and run out of fear. The lion is lying in wait for that one separated from the fold, from the security of the fold, and from the safety of the enclosure, and for the safety that that shepherd is offering. He'll have to go through me to get to you. Praise God. Amen. Listen, don't be, don't try to be. I, I, I watch television. Now, I'm, you can't exhort one another or be exhorted. You can hear a good exhorting sermon by watching television. I'm not trying to get people in church. I'm trying to get them, amen, in a place of safety where we can not just survive the end times, but literally thrive in the end times and be about our Father's business like never before. Praise God, I've seen too many people try to make it on their own. I've seen too many people run with the wrong pack throughout the week and think they're going to survive as a Christian and stand their ground and keep the faith, and they find themselves carried along with the course of this world, with the flow of this world, and it is away from God, the Spirit of Antichrist had already begun to work in the first generation of Christians. Dear friend of mine today, that spirit is being intensified like never before because the devil knows he's got but a short time and he's working overtime and we need to circle the wagons as Christians, as true Christians. Listen, not forsaking. The assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. It may be you or you may know someone. But exhorting one another. Strongly encouraging one another in right living. Listen, so much the more as you see the day approaching. Or do you understand? Is it being reiterated unto you that the coming of the Lord is at the doors? That he could come at any moment and their message is, be ye also ready. Don't be asleep at the wheel. Don't, don't let the devil defraud you out of the readiness that is called for, that we are to live in. Actually, it's a state of emergency. Jesus is coming soon. We need to hit that that big red switch or button that sounds the alarm. We don't need to be lulled into a sleep of worldliness by surfeiting drunkenness, the cares of this life, so that we are not ready for the coming of the Lord. And not only that, but ready to stand before Him Praise God, dear friend of mine. This is a challenge today from the Word of God. Let's go to Malachi 3.16. We may run a little over time. We try to stay somewhere in a 30-minute context today, but these are different days that we're living in. Let's read this together. Malachi 3.16. Then they that feared the Lord spake often to one another, and the Lord 
hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and they that thought upon his name. And they shall be mine in that day when I make up my jewels, my special treasure, and I will spare them as a man that spareth his own son that serveth him. Then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked and between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. Not now. We don't see that. We see the wicked prospering and we're persecuted. (laughs) But make no mistake about it. He's coming back for us. We will keep our faith in him. And I'm going to tell you something. We're coming back with him when he comes to rule and to reign. And then more than any other time, we're going to see that the Lord makes a difference between him that serveth him and him that serveth him not. You're never going to look back and regret serving God with all you are and all you have when eternity breaks before us and we are with him forever age without end and the wicked perish we don't rejoice in the wicked perishing but we rejoice that we have escaped the wrath to come and our names are written in heaven Hallelujah. I'm going to read this, this that I just read you, the commentary on this from two commentators, one from an old tried and true from Matthew Henry. It says, those that feared the Lord kept together, kept together, forsaking not, you see the assembling of yourself together. Those that feared the Lord run with the pack, find true Christians. Don't fool around with phony Christians. Don't fool around with hypocrites. Don't fool around with people that go to the church on Sunday and the bar on Saturday night or on Monday. Listen to me carefully today. We need to be strong together. Stand together. Be devoted together. Be disciples together. And be discipled together. Hallelujah. We're not here to just get numbers in a building as pastors and teachers and preachers. We're here to get people in the kingdom of God, sealed by the Holy Spirit, marked as his own, so that he would never say to us, I never knew you because my mark, my brand is on you. Nevertheless, the scriptures teach the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, he knoweth them that are his. Praise God. I've used an old West analogy already today, but how did they, how did they know? How did they know if a cat, if if one of the, the herd had been wrestled from, from the herd that because they had branded them with the brand of the owner to seal means to mark as one's own. I'm glad I bear the brand of Jesus Christ. Amen. And when I stand before him, he's going to say, well done. Good and faithful servant, enter thou in to the joys of the Lord, of eternity, of eternal life, and eternally living with him in the holy city. Oh, friend of mine, we need to be encouraged to run with the right pack, and to help one another. 
thrive, not just survive the end times. Lone wolves will not survive in these days. Lone sheep certainly will not survive in these days. Listen once again from Matthew Henry's commentary on the verse I read you in Malachi. Those that feared the Lord kept together as those that were company for each other. They spoke kindly and endearingly one to another for the preserving and promoting of mutual love that 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 might not wax cold when iniquity did thus abound. What did the scripture say? Many false prophets will go out into the earth, deceive many, and because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Listen, that's what creates the great falling away. And it's occurring now. Don't get caught up in that flow. Get in a good assembly where you're challenged by the Word of God and and you're challenged to fall in love with Jesus and stay in love with Jesus. That the re, that first love is rekindled in your heart. That whom having not seen you love with joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's the way we're to love God back for loving us. Listen. They spoke intelligently and edifyingly to one another for the increasing and improving of faith and holiness. They spoke one to another in the language of those that fear the Lord and think on his name, the language of Canaan. When profaneness had come so great a height as to trample upon all that is sacred, then those that feared the Lord spoke often to one another. When did they do that? Where did they do that? They assemble themselves together. Praise God. Amen. Let me read this from Barnes Bible Commentary on the whole Bible. It said, Then that they that feared the Lord spake often among themselves. The proud speaking of the ungodly called out the piety of the God-fearing. How should we react to those blaspheming God like they're doing it today without any fear, without any conscience about it? We should be more committed to glorifying God. <laughs> to sanctifying His name in our heart and in our midst, to praising Him, serving Him with more fervor than we ever have. The more the ungodly spake against God, the more these spake among themselves for God. Both went on until the great day of severance. True, as those said, the distinction between the righteous and the wicked was not made yet, but it was stored up out of sight. They spoke among themselves, strengthening each other against the ungodly sayings of the ungodly. And that is exactly what we need to do today. We need to come together. We need to stay together. We need to recognize one another as the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the hand is never to say to the foot or vice versa. I have no need of thee. Friend, I'm going to tell you right now, I need you today. 
I need you to have my back. And I'm going to venture to say that you need me to have your back today. And it's when we come together that this occurs. For when two or more of us gather together in his name, Jesus himself exhorts us. He says, there am I. There am I in the midst of them. Praise God. Amen. I don't want to miss this opportunity to share mutual worship with the body of Christ. And I want to thank everyone that's able to come here in the Tampa Bay area and assemble with us. We're a small group, getting smaller. We took a hit through COVID and various other things, but we're still standing true, standing firm, exhorting one another. You may be in a church of 10,000 and not be given the challenge that you need. And I want you to think very clear. You don't need more entertainment. You don't need more uh, things to to uh, involve yourself in. Some people are so involved in the church, they don't even, some even neglect their own family. You don't need that either. What you need to be is with your times of coming together are are quality times. And they are times when you come out of that gathering strengthened in your faith and strengthened in your resolve to stand true to God no matter what and to be a true follower of Jesus Christ. We're not told to just go into the world and make church members and add people to our our roles to meet budgets. It's not just about bucks and budgets. Amen. Friend of mine and buildings. It's about surviving and thriving in the end times. Friend of mine, today God is speaking to us. Let's give heed to what He is saying. Check yourself out. What crowd are you fooling around with compromised Christians who may be Christians in name only? and not truly followers of Jesus, go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Friend of mine, disciple is one who denies him or herself, takes up their cross, and follows Jesus all the way. Praise God. Amen. He's with us all the way. I encourage you today. I encourage you today to forsake not the assembling of yourself together, but even more, because we're in the last of the last days. And the falling away has begun, and it will, it will exponentially continue. More and more people being carried away by the course of this world. It will come to its apex in the midst of the tribulation. And friend of mine, in the midst of the falling away, people will not be committed enough Only a few will be committed enough that come to Christ during that time to have their life taken, have their head severed in order to be saved. You don't have to have that now. You're coming under grace. The door of the ark is wide open. There are people giving their life for the faith in this world right now. But right here in America, we have 
a degree of safety and security. Come now to Jesus. Come now to Jesus. Come now when you can be part of a body of believers that will encourage you, that will have your back. Hallelujah. And be ready for the coming of Jesus. Praise God. For we who are truly saved are not appointed to wrath, but we are appointed to obtain salvation, deliverance from the wrath to come. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because we have come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And therefore, the, His God's wrath is not abiding on us, but His mercy, His grace, His love. And we wear His brand. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Friend, I hope this has been a blessing to you today. And I hope when you get up Sunday morning that you realize that you need your brother, your sister, strength, of the wolf is the pack (laughs) and the strength of the pack is the wolf you have something to contribute to help somebody else you have an encouragement to give an exhortation a word that can make a difference in somebody's life get in a situation where God can use you to bless somebody. Encourage your preacher. (laughs) Preach it. I used to have someone say, preach it. Used to have a guy come to church back in the 80s, and he would say, keep on trucking. (laughs) I don't know what that meant, but I think it meant preach it, preacher. And I'm still preaching it today. Hallelujah. If you don't know Jesus, I urge you, don't run deeper into the darkness. Come to Jesus. Come and let Him seal you with the Holy Spirit. Mark you, brand you as belonging to Him. You will never hear Him say, Depart from me, you that work iniquity. You will hear Him say, (laughs) Enter in to the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come to Christ. Get in the safety of the fold. And let's stand together and be ready and faithful when Jesus comes.